Spider-Man, Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size, catches feet just like flies. Look out! Here comes a Spider-Man. He's a strong, listen, buddy. He's got radioactive blood. Can he swing from a friend? Take a look all their head. Hello! Here comes a Spider-Man. And the chill of night at the scene of the crime. Like a streak of light, he arrives just in time. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, friend and neighborhood Spider-Man. Wealth and fame, he's ignored. Action is his reward. Look out! There goes a Spider-Man. Episode 139 for June 2011. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have today's comics at yesterday's prices. An example on this episode is on the Essential Web of Spider-Man, Volume 1. This one reprints Web from number 1 to 18, plus Annual 1, and number 2. And this one starts off strong with Spidey getting rid of the black costume, and it also has a personal favorite of mine where it's a Hulk-Spidey team-up written by Peter David. The cover prize is $19.99. Mail order has it for just $12.39, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Welcome back, gang, to the June episode of the Crawl Space Podcast. Uh, we've got uh, some of the regulars, but Kevin's gone, but we have his uh, alternate clone, Zach, from uh, SpideyDude.com. we we got to get an update on the site, sir. It's been down... Uh. Uh, yeah, it's been d- down for a little while. There's some b- inside baseball. We've, uh, we're going to make the switch to Brad's uh, web host in July. Okay. And uh, so we're getting that all squared away. The domain expires then, and so it's all finangled. And so that's why it's not up right now. You don't want to get your uh, domain you- lost. You'd have some Viagra yeah. company would buy it out. Yeah, 16 right. inch Scarlet <laughs> Spider. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, yeah, the, 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 yeah. Well, it's with it's a it's a it's a giant, yeah. it's a tangled web, and um, I'm trying to you know pick through, but we'll we'll be uh, we'll be up and running in July, um, just in time for me to be at San Diego Comic Con. Oh. I got my press passes for Spider-Man Crawl. As my reporter, so. my roving reporter. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Also, we have Mr. Michael Bailey from Views from the Long Box, and did you like X-Men, sir? I saw- Oh, I loved it. Nice. Absolutely loved it. One of the best comic films ever. Ever? In my Back opinion. Yeah, Chris it's right Superman up there. Movie? Uh, it, I don't think it's better, but I think it's up there with the first Superman film and Iron Man. And, uh, yeah, I was I easily the best of the X films. Wow. And you and I both uh, like the Wolverine movie a lot, too. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. I, the only problem I have is it didn't stick to the Cyclops Beast, uh, well, they get there's Beast, but not Marvel Girl and all that stuff. Is it, mm-hmm. As a purist, am I going to be upset? Um, probably if you if you're going in strictly as a purist, yeah. but I think if you just kind of let things go and think of this as the movie universe, yeah. you'll like it a lot more. I mean, they hinted in three that Beast was one of the first X Men, and we get to see that here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool how that all plays out. But really, the 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 best part of this film is Magneto. That's cool. Char- the guy playing Charles is great, but Magneto is it almost walked away with the movie. <laughs> I'm actually going to see it on our anniversary. So I'll be seeing it. That's not the most romantic thing. I'll give you that, guys. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who you talk yeah, that's to. That's true. And we also have Stella back from Batgirl to Oracle. Welcome, Stella. We missed you a lot. Yeah. Soon to be Batgirl to Oracle to Batgirl Aww. again. Yeah. I was going to make that joke, but I said yeah. Are you changing the name? No. It's good to be back. Um, I don't think. That that would be confusing. I think I'll joke about it, certainly. But uh, 
I don't know, that would be confusing. But I also saw X-Men, and I would agree with Michael's sentiment that Magneto was a wonderful character. And, of course, I was already in love with uh, the actor because he played Mr. Rochester in the recent Jane Eyre film. I thought you said Mr. Rogers. I was like, oh, there's a Fred Rogers. Oh, no, no. Mr. Rochester, (laughs) sorry. Awesome. Well, welcome back. And we're also welcoming back JR from uh, SpideyKicksButt.com. Welcome, JR. We missed you last month also. And JR's, are you there? JR fell Well, I'm, I'm old, so I do things like that. I, uh, I pulled a Bailey, I guess. Uh, but, uh, God, that was like a year ago. <laughs> yes, but when it's on the internet, it's forever. So, uh, that is true. Pulling a Bailey now. But, uh, Welcome but, back, uh, No, no. Did no. you see any movies? Uh, X-Men movies or Thor? No, no, Spencer does not want to see Thor. He has changed his mind, gone back and forth on whether or not he wants to see the X-Men. Uh, I know he's waiting for Captain America. So uh, really, haven't, I haven't seen any comic movies this summer yet. In, uh, in anticipation of talking to you today, I read the last oh. issue of Osborne, number five, the miniseries. Thoughts oh, on that? Yeah. I was very disappointed because in the end, nothing happens. Well, yeah. don't we have a message board question about that? <laughs> yeah. uh, we we might might tackle it okay, then. Okay, cool. I was just underwhelmed. And what was it? Four times five is twenty dollars for that damn thing. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. We, I, th- I think somebody asked me a question about it, so we <laughs> we'll can hit it up. It. And since Kevin can't be here and George is out cooking bacon, uh, I thought, <laughs> why not have Josh Petoni on from the uh, Spider? Oh, it was it the Clone Saga Chronicles and Amazing Spider-Man Classics podcast? So welcome, Josh. Hey everyone, I have uh, 100 questions ready to go, so let's oh, do wow. Spider Jeopardy 2011. Ah! <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> no, we actually we do have to do that before the year is over, so uh, I think I'll just have me and you on the show because suddenly everybody called in sick. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's, I'll, it's... I'll be on there because I've never done it with Bertoni. Yeah, but what about Spider Jeopardy? I'm sorry. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to be on a Crawl Space episode where I don't have to do a lot of homework beforehand. Well, you have done so, a lot of homework. You just put a new article up on the front page. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, yeah. it's uh, I'm a, uh, By the time that this gets posted, although the way Brad's been, it'll probably be posted by dinner time tonight. <laughs> it's uh, a look back on uh, the relationship between Flash Thompson and Betty Brandt, which I always felt was one of the more interesting soap opera elements of Spider-Man because – They've been on again, off again since the 80s, and it started off as basically, you know, revenge sex, for lack of a better term. And <laughs> I, lo- it's, it's, oh, I love ahead. that you you talked about was, what, 20 years before they really started talking? Like the yeah. Falco era, when the, that uh, New York City started having snow because of the Avengers and Thor crossover or something? Yeah, I get very, very trivial in the in the first article. Like, oh, this is the first time that they're in the same room together, but they don't do anything. That's it's it, it was a fun article to research because you know going through old comics and remembering some of these old stories and remembering some of the crazier Shashan stuff, like being sister son. God, that was stupid. <laughs> Jared, do you remember sister son, not sister soul from the seventies? Oh yeah, I remember uh, Sister Sun and, and what was what was her husband? Was he Brother Power or uh Yeah. Brother Power. Brother Power. Yeah. Wow. Well every everybody everybody and their relatives all had some kind of superpower at some time, weren't they? Or they were super villains or particularly if they worked for the Daily Bugle, Mary Jane so. was the uh, Red Sonia at one point too. That, yes. more, more than once, actually. Yeah. So Twice. true, true. Three times a lady. All right, uh, let's start off with uh, our first Spider-related topic. We'll hold off on the DC for number two. But uh, uh, Spider-Man is less amazing is our first topic. Uh, Tom Brevoort has a column over at CBR, and he says that um, Amazing Spider-Man is still sticking with the $3.99 price tag. However, they're removing a lot of the content. How many pages did we get, fellows and ladies? Did we uh, used to get 30 pages instead of standard 22? Anyway, they're cutting out the uh, extra eight pages and still keeping the same price tag. So what are your thoughts? Zach, it sounds like you want to hit it. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, they've done this. They did this with all the Avengers titles, and they're still doing it with the Avengers titles. Um, so it's it's 
it really doesn't surprise me. You know, you'd think with the title coming out twice a month, you would, you know, give the give the readership a little bit of a break. But it's about the same price as it would be if it was two ninety nine. So uh, that it, we were getting with with the three times a month. So I, I'm really not surprised. It, you know, I'm, well, I'm like the hmm, backup okay. stuff was mainly like filler anyway. It was like Marvel team up stories and etc. Yes, exactly. It's stuff that that uh, was probably written for Web of Spider Man, but that's no longer around yeah, anymore. So, exactly. um, but I mean, there was occasions like uh, particularly in the early part of Big Time where all the backups were setting up for. Yeah, the Jackal uh, thing you know, was neat. I enjoyed the Jackal thing. Yeah, I just don't know what Jackal we're getting. Are we going to get the '90s Jackal like according we had according to what we had in the first? First backup, or we're going to get the '70s Jackal, which is what every other backup. We're getting work. both. Maybe they're clones. <laughs> probably, probably. There's two of them running around. Yeah. Jackal Incorporated. There you can Jackal Inc. Yeah. <laughs> for Tony, oh, you're getting less for your money. What do you think? Less for my money. The thing is, um, like Zach said, after those first few months where the backups were actually something of substance, I've actually been skipping some of those backups. Like I didn't care about Ghost Rider and everything else, so. Well, my first instinct is to get upset. My second instinct is, well, have I really been enjoying those backups anyway? Like, is this really going to affect me in the long run? They did make a big deal in San Diego last year. I remember at the panel about how, you know, it was three ninety nine, but it's three ninety nine with all this extra content. And Slot and Wacker have been defending those comments on stuff like Formspring and CBR lately, saying, well, they never said that it was going to be a permanent thing and that there's a lot more economics behind it and their hands are kind of tied. I guess it's just one of those things that we have to get used to in the industry. But all in all, I'm not too heartbroken about losing the backups because, I mean, this infested stuff. Is again, you excited for Spider Island? Is there anything, like, of substance happening in them? If they just skipped all this infested stuff and skipped straight to Spider Island, you know, would the story be any less awesome? Yeah. Because we didn't have two pages of a guy rescuing his kids from a burning building. <laughs> yeah. Or not rescuing his yeah. kids from a burning anybody, right. anybody else? Who wants to hop in? Um, I actually don't mind. Um, I, I've liked the infested uh, backups. Yeah, me too. But I'm kind of like Bertoni. I tend to skip them, which apparently some people take issue with, especially when you write reviews for the site. So, uh yeah, I don't. I don't care. I mean, they're going to charge three ninety nine whether or not it's there. So you know, it's kind of like yelling at the wind. You know, there's nothing you can really do about it. So especially in my neck of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Jr. Well, they were just they were just advertisements for upcoming books anyway. Yeah. I mean, wasn't this uh, you know this Ghost Rider thing was an advertisement for Ghost Rider's upcoming book? And then wasn't that Power Man? Yeah. That that ridiculous Power Man knockoff some time ago wasn't that a wasn't that another promo or yep, something? Yeah, for a miniseries, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know, we we were paying we were paying for advertising anyway. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to miss it. What happened to the? Oh, Stella, let's hear your two cents before I. Oh, I feel like I've been dealing with this yeah. for a long time, anyways, just because Captain America mm-hmm. has been um, <laughs> doing this for a while. So it's it's kind of old hat for me, but. Yeah, I don't really like to pay more money for less content. That seems like the opposite of what it should be. I couldn't be. stand those Bucky re, uh, the Bucky backups. That sounds. <laughs> oh yeah. That was an example where I skipped the uh, stuff, even though I paid for it. What What happened to the days where the comics increased? I remember I used to get comics off the newsstand at sixty cents, and then they went up to seventy five cents. Now they've gone from two ninety nine to three ninety nine. There's a dollar difference. Is it the inflation? The dollar worth less? I mean, what what do you think the deal well, is? Well, that's part of it. Yeah. But you also have to take into account that they are paying more um, more money for to the creators than they were before. It's it's a big creator thing. At least that's what I've been told. I mean, I, nah, I don't know if that's. I think a, I've heard on message board that it's called the Bendis tax. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have I the mean, slot tax. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, there's uh, actually a pretty good article about, not to interrupt, I'm sorry, but there's actually a pretty good commentary. I forget where it's, I don't know if it's an offshoot of Bleeding Cool or um, 
comic book resources, but somebody talks about it in the context of the DC reboot, mm. uh, and it, and it does a pretty good job of explaining just how the uh, the way the, the, the just the way the industry is today that uh, and how it's affecting the price points, yes. and uh, it, it brings uh, it brings up the uh, the uh, creator driven star system that we well, have. What's the biggest so, influence? Is it the creators? The the cost of the creators? Well, actually, what it's saying is it's the uh, the um, the direct market. Mm. Uh, the, uh, the, the fact that the direct market has such a stranglehold on the comics industry and it's a, uh, uh, and a, it's a continually decreasing market. You know, it's, it's basically one that's in perpetual decline and yet the, uh, the whole comics industry is almost wedded to it. So, but it's, I, I, I can't do the article justice. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have to go look at it and post a link or something. Well, that's a good segue into our next topic, which is, I'm sure everybody wants to talk about. It's the, uh, the DC, uh, renumbering? I don't think it's a reboot, is what I've read. I could, I could don't, they call have, uh, don't call it a reboot. Yeah, they have <laughs> been pretty adamant about the fact that this isn't a reboot. Okay, but it's a renumbering. So. I mean, Action Comics is going to have a number one. Detective Comics is going to have a number another number one, which they haven't done since thirty eight. Is that right? Thirty eight and forty. My- well, they've yeah. they've never done a renumbering, right. so this would be the first one since. But yeah, Action premiered in '38, Batman premiered in '40. And the, the the reason I wanted to bring it up on a Spider-Man show is there's two there's one thing that I well two things that I I think relates to us. Uh, DC has announced that they're going to release the comic the in a digital version the day of, and you can buy a spec for a dollar extra. So your book which is three ninety nine. Would be 4.99. You could have a printed copy, and then you can go on to iTunes or wherever the portal is, and you can have a digital copy of it for an extra dollar. So I think that's cool. And I also we can hit up. There's rumors of Superman being single again, a la Mephisto. So let's hit up the. No, no. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're gonna make you. They're gonna charge you a buck more for the digital version. Yeah. If you get the print version, you get two of them. You get the print and the digital. So you pay three ninety. It's a combo pack. Yeah, you get oh, you get three ninety nine for a printed comic, and for an extra buck, you can go online and get it digitally. So, Mister Bailey, what do you think of that, buddy? Well, you know, oddly enough, I I, I don't have a huge problem with this, um, but that kind of goes with the whole zen-like quality that I've approached to reading comics lately. I'm envisioning you in uh, your office with your legs crossed and your hands out, going home, um, <laughs> but not the knife, or what was Daddy Murphy and Golden Child? What, what? Oh, I forget. I haven't seen that so <laughs> He wouldn't know. know. <laughs> but uh, in terms of the, the digital side yeah. of this, I, I, I think it's actually nice for DC to kind of Try to take the bull by the horns instead of watching what Marvel do, does and, mm-hmm. and follow suit. I agree. Uh, as they have done so many times in the past. The having it available digital same day for the same price is nice for the comic shops. And, you know, the fact that it drops a buck after a month really doesn't bother me either. Uh, the combo packs are kind of neat because you kind of you kind of get that now with DVDs. Mm-hmm. You know, you, sometimes you buy a DVD, you get the Blu-ray, the DVD, and a digital copy. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure that's all worked into the price point of the DVD. Uh, as far as the marriage going away, it really depends on if they are somewhat. Even though they're not calling it a reboot, it seems like they're turning back the clock on a lot of these characters. So if we're going back to a time before they were married, don't have a problem with it. If it is a completely new history, don't have a problem with it, because unlike Spider-Man, that's not saying everything happened to Spider-Man except this one huge major thing that affected stories for several decades. This is this is a new Superman, so it's a new, uh, new take on their relationship, which I would be all for, but... As Stella, Kevin, and I were discussing the other night on uh, for Kevin's show, I have a feeling that this all is tied into Grant Morrison's multiversity story that he's been threatening or planning or however you want to. <laughs> so, <clears throat> for the Mar- Marvel fans that, like myself that aren't familiar, you, you and I kind of talked about this earlier. There's 52 multiverses, which is different worlds, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's 52 titles being re- released. 
So each title could possibly be a universe? Is that what you're... Your guess? I, I don't think they're going to go quite that far, but it, it seems to me that with having like a younger Batgirl and then having Nightwing back and all that, that maybe it might take place on different worlds. I, I think the biggest problem with the whole thing, though, is that basically DC has said everything in this universe is broken except Green Lantern and Batman. So we're going to keep those <laughs> trucking along, no problem. Uh, Batman Incorporated is going into its second season, which drives me up the wall because these are comics and not television. I wish comics would stop trying to be mediums, which it isn't. <laughs> Thank um, you. I'm so uh, sick of comics being referred to as seasons. Like seasons yeah. or director's cuts. And please stop putting lens flares in the artwork <laughs> because it's really stupid. Uh, I'm glad you have Photoshop. It's really nice. Stop. Well, uh, Michael, are you upset I, that, it, like in 1998, uh, Amazing Spider-Man fans were upset with the John Byrne Mackey reboot that five, what is it, 400 and some, uh, no, 441, 441 previous issues uh, were just stopped for a number, another number one. Are you as an Action Comics fan ticked? Because they, they were close um, to 1,000. Well, they just got to 900. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's close to a thousand. Yeah. Uh, actually, no. Um, surprisingly, because I think this is all tied into the multiversity thing. Uh, I think eventually they're going to go back to the original numbering because that's so popular. Yeah. And um, it, it doesn't really bug me as much as I think it would have like a year or two ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm just, you know, there, there's some titles that look like ass to the point that other ass looks at it and says, man, that really looks like ass. <laughs> but, uh, on the other hand, some of them seem kind of interesting but, and I'm really nervous for yeah. Superman. There's, there's so. no doubt that they're not going to celebrate the 1000th issue of the action comics, I imagine. So, yeah. And Detective was getting close to 900 too. Stella, you're our other biggest DC fan. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the, the feeling, you know, the color me, whatever feeling I have is always kind of scared. Um, just, I just don't know how, how this is going to turn out. Uh, nervous to see Batgirl be Babs again and then nervous as what, what is one of my favorite characters going to do? You know, Stephanie Brown, I haven't heard anything about her, which is kind of unfortunate. Um, yeah, I just wonder, uh, you know, what, how far back are they going and how this is going to turn out. I also kind of picked up on this 52 because I had uh, dropped into the comics world really big during Infinite Crisis and then picked up 52 and was the one person who bought all the issues of Countdown. So I really figured when I heard 52, okay, this is kind of big. And then um, the color red is everywhere for everything, for Flashpoint, um, for all these comics. So I think something's going to happen that – um, this will go on for a little bit, and then we'll return somehow to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. But how long it's going to take, I don't Hit know. Hit up the uh, what you think of releasing it day of digital. Day of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I am kind of pessimistic about it. I don't think it's going to last that long because they wanted to do that with Spider-Woman. I mean, in a different format, obviously, because... The thought was we're going to release Spider-Woman in paper form and we're going to release a motion comic the same time on iTunes. And obviously that did not hold up very well and that the motion comic was the main reason why they were dropping the comic in the first place. So we'll see how long it holds up. And in general, I don't like digital comics. I don't really like looking at a computer screen to do things. It's hard to flip back, you know, if I have a question. I just like things very physical that I can Let's get physical, <laughs> physical, da-da, okay. Uh, you know that I can flip my comics and everything. So I don't care about the digital comics, but I wonder how long it will actually last. And, and, in defense of it, I think it's more, because in the past we've always talked about how comics in my day used to be impulse buys at the gas station, at the store, etc. There's what I don't know the exact number, but I think I saw something online that there's 30 million iPad users, etc. Wow. <clears throat> and that is a is a untapped resource, I think, for Marvel to hit up. Uh, if, but I, I I think the barrier is when I see a dollar ninety nine two ninety nine attached to a download, when I can get a song for ninety nine cents or a dollar twenty nine, I just think it's a bit overpriced. I don't know. 
Anybody else? What do you think? We, we haven't hit up uh, JR. I know you're not going digital. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm what about not. Spencer's and, uh, generation? I, I, Spencer's. I still, I still crank my car in the morning when I wanted to get it going and uh, things of that is nature. Spen- so is I your son's be. generation the one we're talking about that's going to embrace this stuff? You know, I, to be honest, I don't know what he's going to embrace. Yeah. And I say that with a certain, you know, and I'm not trying to be vague or, or wise or anything like that, but he just, he's, he's shown like, I mean, obviously he's a video game addict, you know, like a lot of his generation. Uh, but he also likes, likes the physical, you know, he likes comic books. He likes, he's got like a, a paperback mini Marvels that he packs around, uh, that he likes to read. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he gets an iPad one of these days, maybe he will. But uh, you know, as cheap as I am these days, you know, I'm not, I'm not planning on getting him an iPad anytime soon. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and concerning the fact that he's growing up with an old man, you know, I mean, he's, he's still, well, he's still going to be influenced by the things that I do, the things that I like. He likes going to the, you know, he likes going to the comic book store with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Honestly, I don't know that he's a, he's a, I, I honestly couldn't tell you as far as how I feel. I mean, I, I agree with Stella. I don't, uh, I don't plan on going digital because, you know, that's, I've, I've, you know, I mean, I've been doing this for like 30, 40 years. Um, I, I see no appeal to going digital. Um, and, uh, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, to me though, to, to, to ask somebody to pay a dollar more, even though you're getting some kind of combo package, I, to me, that doesn't strike me as something that I'll say, oh, yeah, I got to do that. Right. Um, so, you know, yeah. we'll see. I don't – but this whole reboot idea, though, this – I mean, I don't know if it's a reboot or not, but they keep – and particularly listening to the other guys, I really am totally confused to what DC is going for here. But they keep talking about going back to a younger version of their characters, which, you know, t- does that mean then that everybody's going to be, you know, in their late teens, early 20s? Does that mean they're going back to an earlier point in time for the same characters? You know, I, I guess one, why does everybody have to be young? I mean, how young does Batman have, to, how young does Batman have to be before he's going to school with Rob? You know, I mean, in, instead of, instead of raising him. Yeah. And, you know, Superman, Superman was never young. Superman was always kind of an older brother, father type figure. You know, why does he have to be young? And, you know, Christ, Wonder Woman's how, how many thousands of years old? Uh, you know, and, and, and some of this stuff, I mean, there's some speculation, and maybe it's tinfoil hat talking that part of the reason they're doing this, at least to Superman, is because they're, they're being influenced by the, the Siegel lawsuit. They want to, they want to differentiate the current Superman as much from, you know, the Siegel version so well, i don't know i don't know where they're going yeah. with any of this to be honest which is why i don't buy dc should, because i never i never know what they're doing i never know what the goal is or what they're should up marvel to. do the do the same the digital same day jr i was about to say don't we have a question on that as oh, well okay. later I, up? you read those questions i, I, I don't I do I, <laughs> I don't care whether or not marvel does it because i ain't going to do it <laughs> you know i mean it's like i don't give a rat's ass who does digital because i ain't doing digital yeah. So a better question, which we'll have later, is whether or not Marvel should reboot across its line. So, Well, I, I think the reason we do care is because the future is something we love. We don't want Spider-Man to die when the last comic book store is around. I think as the prices go up, I think the digital version should go down more. I think $0.99 cents would be a great incentive to pick it up. As a, as a, but do you really think you're going to see? You really think you're going to see any of these things priced for ninety nine cents? Mm-hmm. I mean, I never thought you'd see a song for ninety nine cents. I have to admit. Right. But do you really think that you're going to? I mean, you might see maybe the the library, the old libraries come in at ninety nine cents a pop. But I don't see how you're going to see like new stuff mm-hmm. come in at ninety nine cents a pop. Most of that stuff's yeah. already free on Kindle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zach, what do you think, buddy? Uh, you know, if I was to get an iPad, I would I would probably do the, do it then. But you know, it's right now it doesn't doesn't interest me. Yeah. Do you think it's saving the industry? Do you think it's a new outlet for uh, saving the? It's it's something besides the direct market. I think it's going to be long term. I think it could be potentially healthy for the industry. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, and Bertoni, we haven't heard from you. What do you think, buddy? You like digital, I think, well, right? Regarding the relaunch, this is a quote that Gail Simone said on Newsarama that just 
kind of irks me. The relaunch is much bigger than anything that has ever been shown so far. That is the biggest seismic reconfiguration of what we do since the advent of the direct market. We are going to be putting the books in front of as many new faces as possible, showing them issue seven, number 758 of a comic, which is part three of a seven-part crossover, is going to baffle and annoy a lot of people. Okay, here's the deal. That's all well and fine for doing a new number one, but a number one only lasts for one month. In a few months, then you're still going to be showing them part four of a seven-part series. You know, the number one thing is a very, very, very temporary fix, and that's what annoys me about constant relaunches. And digital will work, but you have to get it out in front of people, yeah. you know, not just comic book fans. And ha- the issue is getting non-comic book fans to read comic books, and that's just, you know, armchair businessman here. I mean, I'm not up there with the suits, you know, having these discussions. I, I can only pretend to know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You think it's? I, I hate to I hate to jump right in yeah. again, but I guess since I had a month off, I'm and plus I'm just older and crankier. Anyway. All right, I'm, that's, I love another, that, that's another thing that ticks me off is what what Bertoni just said that Gail Simone said. You know, she's she talked disparagingly about you know being a what a the part three of some kind of seven part arc or whatever, and it's like, hey, that stuff confuses me too. You know, <laughs> I like my stories to be simple. I'm not one of I'm not an old comic fan sitting here saying, hey, make this universe as convoluted and complicated as possible. <laughs> you know. It's the publishers themselves that are doing it. It ain't us. It ain't catering to us old people that all of a sudden now, oh, we need new young number ones and new starts because there's too many confused young people out there. You know, No, I'm confused when you do this crap, too. So, no, you guys are doing it to yourselves. Quit trying to blame it on they're, us. They're the the seven-parter is because of the trades. They want seven parts to equal one trade, I think. Exactly. They're doing it to themselves. Quit blaming it on the fans. They want to blame everything on the fans. I I would like to argue no. that sometimes those those huge I don't know if you can you know those confusing bits or whatever I think that sometimes maybe I am the odd duck I don't know but they draw people in because I like I said I hopped in infinite crisis and you're thrown so many characters if you've never been really exposed to any of those that you it forces you to look these characters up and then from that you actually start to care about them because you went to the research okay who is this person who is this and then you really I think get steeped into the comic world more quickly because you have to do research so that was the way I did it and I was fine with that I I wasn't lazy I guess and was confused, I kind of left the confused nature behind and then actually did research and figured out what was going on. But I guess I can understand in a way that people are lazy. Well, I can see. Well, wait, wait, wait. I can see what you're saying, Stella. But you know that works maybe once, once or twice event. When you're having an event every single year, mm-hmm. you know it's like there might be a time where, like, oh yeah, I'm more interested in learning about this character. But then when something happens every year where you have a big multi-part extravaganza that goes over several titles, eventually you just give up. You know, mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of people are at the point of just giving up. I mean, I frankly, I am. You know, I'm about to real actually I'm I'm getting close to just throwing the whole ball of wax in. You know, oh, the, the the publishers have just thoroughly exhausted me. I'm sick of them, I'm tired of them, I'm tired of their stunts, I'm tired of their tricks, I'm tired of their tactics, you know, and uh, now I'm gonna go get some metamusic <laughs> just like an iPod. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well the the big the big event that drew me in was Secret Wars back in eighty four, the very first one. Well actually technically second, if you can count contest of champions, but uh etc. And here's a bit of news. Um, I'm gonna pick up some DC titles because of this. Are you guys shocked? Oh, yeah. I, for I, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the Four Horsemen knocking <laughs> on my door. <laughs> I've talked, Bailey. You and I've talked about this. I I yeah. like Batman and Superman. I like them in other forms of media besides the comics. Like I'll go see a Batman movie. I'll go see a Superman movie. But I didn't know how to get into the comics. So I think now would be a nice time to hop in and see what they're doing with the detective and Batman number one. And I like George Perez, so I'm going to try Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Is that number one? Is that what, what it's called? No, it's just Superman okay. number one. And then Action Comics, uh, the, the left-wing hippie sounds interesting. <laughs> Well, Why is Mephisto ice skating right now? <laughs> there's, uh, there, there's, there's two things to say to that, though, Brad. Is one, the fear that all 
this is going to accomplish is that DC is just going to cannibalize existing Marvel readers Mm -hmm. to come over and check things out. And two, you say you never knew where to jump into it, and yet you run a site where you want new people to constantly come into Mm Spider-Man. So it it seems kind of weird that... not dropping any Spider-Man titles. Well, no, I'm I'm not saying you're dropping Spider-Man titles. I'm just saying that you are kind of a... What's the word I'm looking zombie, for? Zombie, Marvel zombie. No, you're 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 kind of a uh, you're spreading the good news of Spider-Man. Yeah. And you're kind of, and and I think one of the things that you would like is more people to jump in and read Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is your reaction to them saying I don't know where to come in, but yet you still want them to come in? Is I guess what oh. I'm asking. Um. Well, <laughs> I guess. With the exception of a new number one, like they they have jumping in points every few years. They have the the big time was an alleged jumping in point. The uh, brand new day was a new jumping in point. The the black costume Spider Man back in eighty four was a jumping in point. Uh, the God help us all burn and Mackie reboot number one was a jumping in point. So there's several instances of Spider Man where you can jump in that Marvel says now get new readers etc. But uh, I think this is a great time for at least for me, because back in uh, the late 80s when the Michael Keaton movie came out, the Batman movie, uh, I was picking up Detective and Batman, and I just lost interest in it. But uh, I haven't picked up uh, a DC comic since um, oh Frank Miller and Jim Lee doing Batman and Robin, and Jim Lee doing uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jim Lee Whoa. doing the Superman story with Zod. <laughs> I, that was the last Superman story I read, and I used I used to pick up. And, and as a yeah. Superman fan, I'm very sorry. I, yeah, I just after Jim Lee left, who's one of my favorite artists, I just didn't pick it up anymore because that didn't blow me away. But I back in the day, I, I used to pick up uh, Young Justice and Supergirl because of Peter David because I love his writing. So I'm not foreign to DC. I just don't pick it up as much as my Marvels. All right, I think we've exhausted that one. Any any final comments on that hot topic this month? That would be a no. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see, another spider-related. This one was uh, just kind of shocking to see. Uh, there's a card company called Upper Deck that is taking old comic books, and they're cutting out a specific panel of the old comic books. We're talking like... Amazing Spider-Man 1 to 30, uh, just the early Ditko stuff also. And they're taking panels from the books and cutting them out and then laminating them and then putting them on a trading card. So, and they're only using like very poor comics that have images you can see. So, Josh, we'll start with you. What do you think of this? Tearing up old books. I hope that they do it in front of comic book guy from The Simpsons. (laughs) Slowly cry. Yeah, I mean, there's there's uh, X amount of books out there that uh, are still left. I know they're reprinted, etc. But uh, I have a problem with comics being destroyed yeah. just on like a purely my soul level. But if is it the users, the customers supplying the comic? Like, do you bring your comic in and they cut it up, or are these people just buying the comics up from the market and destroying them? A little, them? Video, a little video that I watched didn't answer that question, but uh, they probably a little bit of both. <laughs> probably they buy them on I mean, eBay I, or something. I mean, I guess if, you know, Sheila Brown from, you know, Kentucky wants to bring in, you know, Avengers number one and have them cut it up, it's, it's her book. She can do whatever she wants with it. And if you're in the trading cards, that's cool, I mean. The idea of having little trading cards full of old school comic panels, mm. that's kind of nice. I just, I'd rather have the actual comic than a cannibalized even version. Even though. if it's in poor condition. Yeah, even if it's in poor condition, yeah. truth be told. Yeah. JR, what do you think of those dumb kids tearing up those co- <laughs> Those kids ripping up my books. Well, they ain't my books are ripping up. Uh, <laughs> You know, I mean, I, frankly, I I don't care. I mean, I I hate I hate to uh, I hate to uh, seem to give in to that one critique of mine that said I was too apathetic uh, to bring anything to the table, but uh, you know, I, I think it it implies that comic books, like you know, I mean, if they are old comics, I mean, 
ultimately, they don't really have any value other than what geeks like us give to it. It, it has no, you know, there's there's no true value to it. I mean, as opposed to being necessary for for shelter or or life sustaining activities or anything like that. It's a comic book, and if it's an old comic book, somebody wants to cut up and turn it into a baseball card. Hey, what the hell, you know? As long as you didn't, as long as you didn't steal it from me, I don't care. <laughs> Zach, what do you think? What if they tore up your clone comics from the seventies to make cards? Zach has just passed out with the sheer shock of ripping oh, up yeah. his. Yeah, <laughs> I was sitting there talking and uh, <laughs> hit the mute button. Um, yeah, they, they don't touch my comics, but uh, all it's doing is inflating the values of the comics. That's true. There's less no supply different. out there. Be funny if Upper Deck like bought a bunch of copies of the comics they're cutting up and <laughs> are sitting there destroying them to make them rare so that they can resell them in a few years at a higher market. Holy cow! Look at the price of yeah, Super Pro <laughs> or a tar- what, what, what's another one I was seeing. Oh God, Pro. Nightcat. Remember the conversation we had, Jr. About Nightcat. God, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. Go out, yeah, go run out and buy up those numbers. Run out ones. and get your nightcat, sir. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead, Zach. What were you saying, man? You just don't, you just don't care that they're uh, ripping them up. They're inflating the value. I think he's muted again, isn't he? <laughs> well, how are they? <laughs> how are they inflating the value if they're just using if they're just using old, worn out copies that have no. You know, have little value anyway. Well, no, they. I mean, I mean are, they're they're cutting up Ditko comics. Ditko Spider Man is in the video. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, I mean, how is it? Ta- I mean, they're not going to auction houses or anything like that and buying up all the pristine copies or anything. I mean, they're just using beat up old copies that that people wouldn't pay much for anyway. I don't really see that. That you're not taking you're you're really not taking anything of any val- great value out of the market, are you? Who knows? Who knows? Zach, did we lose you? Are you gone? Not yet. Okay. Well, you've got to go to work, don't you, buddy? So I wanted to sign off. I do. Uh, I was really keen on getting my thoughts on Amazing Spider-Man this month. But, I'm uh, sorry. Here, all four issues in 30 seconds. Go. <laughs> in 30 <laughs> seconds. Okay. We'll go. We'll start. With- like the artwork, uh, Graver. Story was a little okay. I'm kind of. I was getting really kind of the Future Foundation. Twenty seconds. Uh, my favorite. <laughs> here, here, just give grades um, for all four of them. That that'll. Uh, I, I'll give I'll, I'll give that one a C plus. Okay. Uh, the following issue with the Avengers Academy, uh, the artwork, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, for the most part, and uh, I would give that probably a B plus. Okay. Uh, Part February, I would give that B plus as well. Uh, I felt that it was a pretty decent story. Um, the uh, Anti Venom yeah. six sixty three story, I would give a a D for artwork and a and a B for story. It's kind of interesting how it's being set up. I didn't really. I, I thought the artwork was a little sketchy and wasn't too keen on it. That that one panel with Aunt May. Um, Having her 65th heart attack was, uh, you know, was pretty, pretty yeah. dreadful. The so. last time we saw her in a bed, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but a great cover. Yeah. I liked the cover. Well, I appreciate you. You, I know you had to go to work real quick, but I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, this happened to be the the one Sunday that I had to go in early. I thought I was actually going to originally going to be able to surprise everyone and say the entire time. But uh, all right, man. Uh, I have a village. I have a village idiot that works there, so I need to go rescue everybody from that. <laughs> all right, so, buddy. We'll have a good day. It was good to talk to everybody briefly. All right, man. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, bye. Did we, uh, Bailey? Did we hit you up about this cutting up comic books yet? I um, you, I'm really kind of like with Jr. on this. I'm I'm apathetic. I uh, I I don't like seeing comics destroyed. But I'm also a big believer that if it's your personal property, you should be able to do with it what you want. Uh, one man's trash is another man's treasure, et cetera, et cetera. And if, uh, if you're so into cards that you want your own custom-made trading card set, that's, uh, that's kind of on you. So yeah, I wish I had more to bring did, to this, like the DC did, thing, but did I don't. We, uh, did you collect the Marvel cards back in the early 90s? I remember they were awesome. I mean, Skeleton uh, got you into it, didn't it? 
the Marvel cards back in the early nineties. I think was Stella's first intro. Oh yeah, for, yeah, yeah, that was what my my mother used to read to yeah. me uh, right before yeah I went to sleep. Yeah, so so it's very interesting. Um, I wonder how many panels they get from each issue, and then what they do with the rest of issue. Do they just like oh recycle? But <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of uh, I guess I, I just follow along with uh, Bailey, but it's just as you know, looking at that old issue that they showed, I thought, wow, this kind of makes my heart hurt a little bit. You know, along yeah. the same lines of Josh, that, wow, this is kind of a classic thing, and they're just taking pieces of it, so kind of do yeah. that. All right, let's move on to reviews, uh, as we're going to do them a little slower than Zach did before he left. Uh, this one is amazing. We're going to do four issues this month, 660 to 663. Uh, the first one, Amazing Spider-Man 660, written by Slot and penciled by Castelli and uh, Mike McCone. This is uh, part two of Fantastic Voyage. Anybody can – Bailey, can you do the Coolio? Slide, slide, slippity slide. Uh, no, actually. Because <laughs> it's been so, so long since I've heard that oh. that I cannot do it. Accurate. Come on. That's classic 90s, dude. Weren't you a big Coolio? Didn't you grow your hair out in dreads like you did? Okay. No. <laughs> okay. Bailey's not playing with me. Um. <laughs> no. no, when I grow my hair out like I'm doing right now, it's kind of a scary affair, so I don't want to think about uh, At least you can grow f- even dreadlocks because, I'm sorry, the white guys that did dreadlocks in the 90s were always usually, more often than not, douchebags. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I tried to. Speaking of that, that, in this issue, we uh, see Carly Cooper got her tattoo of Spider-Man on her lower body, oh, and also Spider-Man is in a Spider-Woman costume in this issue. So, Bailey, since you were talking first, go ahead. You like the Sinister Six in this issue? You like wrapping this one up? It was, um, it was okay. I mean, I, uh, I, I didn't really like this story as a whole. Yeah. Um, mainly because I just. I'm just, you know, I'm trying not to beat a dead horse here, but I'm just kind of sick of seeing Spider-Man teaming up with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just tired of the team up. Yeah, and and it's the the one thing that bothered me about this issue. My my biggest con would be that at the end, Susan looks at Spider-Man and says, yeesh, you're so hard on yourself, and yet at the very beginning of this story, it was let's all pig pile guilt trip Spider-Man about him wearing the costume. And the white suit, so, yeah. It, the, the characterization was a little inconsistent, uh, so I didn't really like that. And they reveal that it's the Sinister Six, but it's the Sinister Six doing something for something for another storyline, possibly, maybe even in another book. So I'm like, I was wondering when Jeff John started writing Spider-Man, because that's kind of his move is to introduce something in one book that has nothing to do with that book, and he'll pay it off like a year or two down the line. Um, pros were the the whole dimension changing thing was kind of yeah. amusing and, and Mike Cone's art was great yeah. just fantastic I love McCone I've loved McCone for years what so has he done before I will give this before, before this uh, he did a couple issues of Superman right when Jeff Loeb started writing the title in 99 and then he kicked off Teen Titans in 2003 yeah, didn't he do the uh, order that Fraction wrote too I think I thought that was Barry Kitson oh that's right never mind uh, but so I'll give this a solid C. You didn't hit up the Carly tattoo. Is that your con? Um, it's my snooze. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have problems with it, no. but at least she didn't get like a Green Goblin, which would have caused like so many stupid bits of trauma that I don't even want to think about. I mean, it was it was, it was a it was a dumb-minded subplot to begin with. So to have it end on kind of a thud is just like meh. Yeah. Yeah. Stella, Carly tattoo, yay or nay? <laughs> oh dear. Um, it was strange. I mean, I guess it could have been worse. The little spidey symbol is kind of cute, and I, apparently it's a turn on for Peter. Um, yeah, I, well, I can't say too much about this, because I actually didn't read 559, so I was coming in at like part two, which is strange. But as a con, I never, never want to see Spider-Man in a Spider-Woman costume again. <laughs> 
it was just awkward. Um, and a pro, I would say that the conversation at the end with Carly probably needed to happen. Um, I guess it shows her insecurities, however, because she's freaking out. Why is he never here? Uh, but it did take that weird twist with the tattoo at the end. But I did thought that it, um, it, it was a tasteful ending where instead of having Black Cat in a uh, tub full of milk, they actually just turned the light off. So <laughs> kids who aren't in the know won't know what's going on. But I just thought that was tasteful. Um, I guess I would give this a C. But again, you know, I I didn't read 559, so I guess I'm kind of hard on it. Yeah. Um, Bertoni, what do you think? I like the art, but I really think that they need to differentiate somehow Alex Powers. That was, that's his last, yeah, Alex Powers Power and Franklin Richards because yeah. I really got confused when Alex called, uh, Sue Richards the invisible woman because I was thinking, why is Franklin calling his mom invisible woman instead of mom? I'm like, oh yeah, they're drawn exactly the same because they're both blonde children. Great. <laughs> and on the subject of that too, I think that it was way, I don't know if they were going for it, trying to introduce the future Foundation characters to Spider-Man, but it was just – that fight was way too crowded. Yeah. You had the FF, you had the Sinister Six robots, you had zombie pirates, and then you had the FF kids, and it, there was just way too much going on without yep. – focusing on the characters themselves and who they are like i don't have any idea anything about bentley i had to like look up in the other books to see who he was i I don't know why alex powers is with the ff now you don't know i mean and you don't know the deal with any of these people and their relationships with each other which basically means that there's no reason to have them in the fight they're just window dressing Mm -hmm. it was kind of cool visually to see spider-man and the different costumes like the jessica drew spider no jessica yeah, Jessica Drew. I confused her with Julia Carpenter for a second. The Jessica Drew Spider-Woman costume and uh, the Kane costume. Yeah. That was kind of fun. The Carly tattoo, though, it's that 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 whole thing. It just became a much big to-do about nothing. And just to address something that a lot of people have been saying on, on the Internet, which is when they thought she was getting the Green Goblin tattoo, which is how can she do that? The Goblin killed her best friend, Gwen Stacy. Carly and Gwen were not best friends. They were two girls who, as children, their dads worked together, and sometimes they ran into each other. I don't know how that evolved into the Internet calling them best friends. They spent, like, a few afternoons together as children, so I wanted to clear that out of the way. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, uh, this is what they were talking about a few months ago. Some Marvel chick in a video interview said, Carly's going to do a big commitment to Spider-Man that no other woman has ever done in any continuity. So I guess it's getting a tattoo. Yeah, that was the the Marvel.com... Whatever they call it, Nuff said or the wa- World Watcher or what? What's that video called? I forget. It was it was something, yeah. and I remember speculating. Are they going to get a dog? Yeah, I remember you, you did I that. I do remember that. Anyway, what's your grade? Um, like I said, it's a, it's a did I did I, I think I started it off by saying my oh, grade. It's a C. Okay. Stella, I don't it's, remember your you know, grade. What was your grade? Oh, a C. Okay. And Michael, what was your grade? C. Okay. Well, it's all consistent. Okay, um, Jr. What do you think? Are you, you giving it a C also? Uh, actually, I'm giving it a C minus. Um, first of all, I was so thoroughly confused by how this this plot would yeah. the that you know, and, and I'm a big fan of pseudoscience. I mean, I'm a Star Trek fan, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's like. You know, I like my science with quotation marks, but I didn't have a clue what was going on here. <laughs> and I don't have a, I don't have a clue how it got resolved. Spidey smashed something, but what did he smash? I, you know, he's, you know, Doc Ock, this whole thing about multidimensional interfacing whatever was something Doc Ock planned just to lure Reed Richards to Zombie Island and, uh, and then Spidey smashes something and the day is saved. And, and what is it with all these rugrats running around? <laughs> I, I mean, it's Damn like, I, I, I don't, I don't exactly. Get off my lawn. You know, Get like, off my comic. Exactly. <laughs> Get off my island. Get off my island. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like everybody thought that uh, you know Batman was uh, was a pervert or whatever because or, or he was child endangerment because he was running around with Robin. I mean, what what are the Fantastic Four doing? I mean. Uh, you know, I mean, geez, I mean, if if I were social services in New York City, I'd be paying a, a visit to the Baxter Building. You know, you talk about child endangerment, having to face the Sinister Six and zombie pirates robots. Um, uh, anyway, so I have no idea what was going on. Uh, also, <laughs> that's a bad thing for the, a book. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, the thing with the Carly tattoo. Uh, 
boy, you know, and I was looking at Michael's notes here, and uh, I was uh, I was going to comment on something, but I don't want to get to get Stella to say "oh my" again. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I'm a big Spider-Man fan, honestly. But you know, if I was about to to get involved in somebody, and like just centimeters above the 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 target was a Spider-Man face looking at me. Man, oh, I could, I could do it. You know, it was like I, I could do. He turned the lights off in the last panel. I can. <laughs> and I have this, I have this oh. thing with tattoos anyway. I mean, the, the, it, it's like, it's, it, it's like if, if my significant other, you know, my, well, I, I guess it should be my wife, right? I mean, I shouldn't have any Either significant or. other, yeah. my wife. You know, said, "Honey, look what I did. I got a tattoo just two centimeters above my crotch. It's like I'm going to go to McDonald's right Sa- now." Sadly, uh, you know, if Mrs. Fenninger got a goblin tattoo, that might get you going. I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, uh, no, no, I, I'd have to. I'd, I'd, I'd have to go to Arby's. Uh, I mean, I just I, I have to say about that. Uh, and, and something, and something I want to address, being the cranky old man here. Uh, oh wait a minute, ba- Bailey needs to go. So maybe we better let him oh, say goodbye. Ba- Bailey, I thought we had another hour. No, I, uh, I, I I only had an hour, and so from when we started, sadly. So I feel bad, but again, scheduling at work got skew- screwed up. So okay, thank uh, you for coming on. Oh, I appreciate it, and uh, I, I guess I can try to do what Zach did. Oh, okay, go ahead. I really liked the next three issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I loved the Avengers Academy two-parter, and I also liked the start of the uh, uh, return of Anti-Venom storyline as well. So I would give each of those a solid B. Okay. Three Bs. Three Bs. All right, sir. Have a good time at work. Yeah. <laughs> if it's all possible. Y'all take it easy. All right, man. Bye. Thanks. You too. Okay. JR, you're, can I you're going to Arby's. Can I right, right yeah, go ahead. You're, you're, you, you saw the goblin tattoo and you're going to Arby's is yeah. where we're left off. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway. But, you know, this is, and here's another thing with this whole Peter and Carly's relationship, and I guess I, I should maybe save most of it for, like, one of our later issues when they, like, wake up in bed together or whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. This relationship is moving far too fast for what's been previously established. Uh, I mean, I don't get it. You know, she's, she's already getting tattoos and, and, you know, they're sharing, I, I just, I, I just don't see that intimate connection that they've had that they would start doing this. But I, I guess I want to go back to, like, when she was debating on getting the goblin tattoo. And, uh, and, and people were just saying, you know, oh, how could Carly do this if she, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's like, and I, I guess I'm really starting to get miffed at some of this stuff. Uh, maybe it's because not everybody's relationships are as dysfunctional as mine. But, you know, folks, if you're in a relationship, particularly one that you've been in for a while, sometimes you just do things that don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You get mad over petty shit, or maybe it's not petty. Maybe it's a long festering sore or something, and you do and you say terrible things. You come to regret them, but you do do and say them. You know, and someone said, made a comment back, but you know, how could Norman love Harry because he threatened to kill him when they were both, you know, fighting an American son and stuff. And it's like, folks, no, I'm not threatened to kill any of my children. Of course, I'm not a psychopath either. I don't think. <laughs> but I've said stupid things to mm-hmm. them. Stupid things I wish I could have back. You know, and I'll probably say stupid things in the future. Yeah. You just do, and when, when you're in a relationship with somebody, some, it is sometimes it truly is a love-hate type thing. You love the person, and sometimes you will do something to them that that you can't imagine. You know, when you wake up the next day, why did I do that? So, you know, folks, mm-hmm. just stop. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. All right. <laughs> uh, Here's my question to you, know, Jr. What if Mary right. Jane got the tattoo? Well, again, you know, it, going back. Well, once you know, I, I'll, I'll kind of turn this on its mm-hmm. head. Back when I think issue six oh five, when Mary Jane had finally had enough and started, when Peter brought up the Uncle Ben thing, people were saying, and Mary Jane said, "Oh, great, bring up Uncle Ben, the patron saint of Forest Hills," <laughs> you know, and people got all, you know, Mary Jane would never say that. Well, yes, Mary Jane would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's heard it for years. Mm-hmm. She's sick of it. Yep. You know. You know, and, and uh, you know, I don't know, maybe MJ would have done something like this to piss him off. But the thing is, what I'm just saying is, sometimes you do these stupid yeah. things. And for people to go and say, oh, so-and-so would never do that, I said, you know, folks, come back to me when you learn how to shave. Okay? <laughs> then, I'll, then I'll listen to what you've got to say. The, the uh, play devil's advocate, 
fit to answer my own question. I don't think she'd do it because that would give another reason to blow Peter's identity. But let's just... Uh, you know, my guess is, though, girls probably, if, if the, probably girls have Spider-Man and superhero and supervillain tattoos all over New York City. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, if, if, if they're, you know, I, I would imagine that it's a, a fairly common thing in, in the Marvelverse. So, okay. anyway, good night. <laughs> and Bertoni, we got you on this one, didn't we already? Or have we hit you up? I'm getting confused. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We okay. talked about it, but okay. uh, j- j- just uh, regarding the Mary Jane thing, I don't think that Mary Jane would get the, the Goblin tattoo because she herself has been through a lot with Norman and hates him for her own reasons. And we'll wrap up the show right about there. Before we go, I want to give another shout-out to our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com. An example of the great prices is on the Marvel Art of John Romita Jr. hardcover. It's no secret that J.R.J.R. is one of my favorite artists of all time. And this 240-page book covers his whole career. The cover price is 50 bucks. Mail order has it for just $30.99, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. Thanks for listening, gang. I'm Brad Douglas, your host and webmaster of the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com.